Hello, how are you? Welcome along to the podcast Sport and Life. Thank you for hitting on the button. Hope you're well wherever you are in the world. Just enjoying a week off in Cheltenham in the west of England. Staycation, I suppose, as the Americans call it. Fortunately, although it usually rains a lot in the UK at this time of year, it's been a fairly pleasant week. So I've been pretty lucky. Hope you are as well enjoying the summer or the winter if you're in the, the Southern Hemisphere, Australia or New Zealand or somewhere down that way. Thank you for hitting on the button anyway. Thank you to the sponsors, Bang Olufsen of Cheltenham and Serene AV, who are specialists in some of the finest home entertainment brands, providing solutions based around high quality customer service and installations. Check out Bang Olufsen of Cheltenham's website. And through that company, Serene AV, always stress they can source you whatever equipment best suits your vision and your budget, not just Bang Olufsen's fine supply and uh, store. They can go beyond that as well. So check, check out Jason Briggs and his team through Bang Olufsen of Cheltenham website, B&O underscore Cheltenham on social media. And uh, they put some good videos on their Instagram account as well. Thank you also to Cytoplan, food-based supplement company that supports has an association with the podcast appreciate them for that it's a company that we've been kind of very familiar with as a family the drapers my father dr mark draper who's a general practitioner doctor uh, has been worked as a consultant there my dad's lectured in micronutrition he's particularly fascinated by selenium and zinc and um yeah sorting out i suppose the gap between what maybe the, the trace elements the minerals the vitamins that we require the vitamins you may call them and what's in our diet and what's in the soil specifically as well, which varies country to country, but generally in the West has been increasingly deplete because of uh, modern farming methods. So uh, Cytoplan, food-based supplements, do those sort of holistic multivitamin, vitamin, but also the specific stuff as well. I take the Immune Complete too as a kind of bedrock of, of my sort of immunity on top of, of course, sleep, exercise and nutrition, um, the food but it's uh, something that just tops up in, in lots of areas, including vitamin D3, which is a concern in the wake of COVID, but more generally as well in the winter in the Northern Hemisphere here in the UK, you don't get much sun. That's uh, so cytoplan.co.uk for that, C-Y-T-O-P-L-A-N.co.uk and the discount associated with the podcast, 30% off your initial purchase, I believe 10% thereafter is Draper10R. My last name, all capital letters, D-R-A-P-E-R, the numerals one zero and the capital letter R. Also, while you're here, before we dive into the podcast, just a, a quick heads up if you'd like to check out a project we've been working on called Attic Box Audio. Now, this was born in the lockdown when my wife and I were discussing how much we'd like to hear the voice again of our lost loved ones. My grandfather died when I was 14 in the 1990s and, and miss him dearly, very wise and empathetic man. I think he had about 10 sisters, so it's probably why. Um, but I, I, I thought it'd be great to hear his voice. He had this sort of um, soft Northeast accent, although he spent most of his life in London. But my uh, wife also wished she could hear her, her grandma, Elsie. And it just made you just think that maybe there'd be something in that. And so we've, we've developed this concept of Attic Box Audio where we speak to people, perhaps in the twilight years, perhaps younger, if they've got a story to tell, they want to put it on record. But it's basically a life story told in someone's words in a conversation with myself and if you go to attic box audio uh, on the draper media page drapermedia.co.uk you can find out all about it there's a little video and a demo of of an interview that we've conducted recently with a local kind of sports hero really chris coley real um, philanthropist in the area 
Um, so there's a snippet of that. And it's basically an idea that may appeal to you. Get in touch through the Draper Media website. Hello at drapermedia.co.uk if it does. Uh, but we'll see how that develops anyway, telling stories and speaking to people about their life stories from birth. And I think everyone's got an interesting story. And for me as a national broadcaster in the UK for 15 years, I think there's still wonderment in in everyone's stories, not necessarily celebrities or, or sports stars, although often they have particular truths and lessons to, to tell, I suppose, in the realm of their sport. Anyway, on that note, let's get to Anthony Taylor, I believe he pronounces it. Anthony is a Californian fighter. He's got a seven and five record in MMA, but he is professional boxing end of the month against Britain's Tommy Fury in Cleveland, Ohio, on the undercard of Jake Paul's latest fight against Tyrone Woodley, uh, who's a UFC fighter. Jake Paul, of course, YouTuber, but actually for a lot of people say he's a credible novice boxer now in terms of his dedication to the trades. Anthony certainly subscribes to that. This was an interview I did for Sky Sports. Appreciate uh, them letting me share it. Sky Sports, my my day job there as a presenter, anchor, you might call it if you're listening from the States. But here he is, uh, the one and only Anthony Taylor. Hope you enjoy it. Hello there. Welcome to another, I would say, MMA conversation we usually have uh, around this subject with Bellator fighters. But this is another boxing uh, conversation, I should say a combat sport conversation with Anthony Taylor faces Tommy Fury. End of the month in Cleveland. And you're looking good. You're feeling good, Anthony? I feel great. I feel, I feel great. I look great. I am great. I'm the great. <laughs> How much does this mean to you? Because you've been on a winning run in MMA. What does this boxing match mean to you? Um, it just solidifies to people that I'm actually a legit fighter overall, not just in MMA, but just period in fighting, you know, um, everybody is expecting me to lose besides my teammates, you know, the odds are against me. Tommy Fury is the big Ivan Drago and I am Adonis Creed, you know, <laughs> that's how the world is looking at, or you can say, Pretty you're gonna win this time. You're not gonna. You're not but gonna be like. This, yeah. this is not a movie. This is real life. I'm the real Apollo Creed, and a lot of people don't know that. I'm that guy. This yeah. is the real Apollo Creed, you know. And everybody's expecting Domingo to get slaughtered in the first thirty seconds, <laughs> you know. But that's that isn't the case. Well, that's because of the size differential. Is that what you're saying? I mean, how much? How much? Only- how much weight have you had to put on? Well, I walk around at 192 pounds, regardless. Yeah, We're fighting at 180 pounds, so I had to lose weight just like him. And I'm 5'7", so 5'8", 9, 10. So he's only five inches taller, and people make it as seems as if he's Tyson Fury's height. It's like, bro, you're only only literally five inches taller than me. That's not that big on a ruler. Yeah, how much is how much is that? Is that the confusion with the Fury name? Do you feel that people are getting a little bit excited because he's he's related to the the great giant, the six foot nine inch Tyson Fury? Absolutely, it's kind of it's kind of like saying Michael Jordan is 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 Tyson, and Michael Jordan had kids. Yeah. You're not going to expect his kids to be the next Michael Jordan. Don't yeah. expect Tommy to be the next Tyson. It, 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 hey, they're just not cut from the same cloth, if you know what I mean. Yeah, what do you what have you seen from his boxing? What have you what have you made of it stylistically? I think I think it's a disrespect to the sport in his in my eyes, to many people's eyes who understand boxing. Um, he's not a boxer. A boxer doesn't fight guys with 10 wins and 126 losses. 
Yeah. I can see if you fought a guy yeah. who was one and one, two and one, three and three, all right, four and five, okay, seven and four. I can see if you fought those type of opponents with those records, then people can be like, okay, you're you're actually not bad. You know, you don't see you don't see Ryan Garcia fighting guys in his debut with zero wins and 26 losses. You'll see Ryan Garcia fight a guy who's like, okay, four wins, eight losses. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Okay, let's see, two wins, one loss, third fight, 10 wins, um, five losses. You don't see those caliber of fighters, but the fact that they're building them up, look at those type of fighters. And tell me, you tell me if I can't beat those fighters that he beat up already. Yeah, that's interesting. What's what is the key approach for you then? You mentioned the height and reach. Is it, it, it getting up close? Is that where you see the the, the infighting? I can. I'm confident I can get in close with him. I can outbox him on the out. He's just a slow bear. He's tailor made for me. He's <laughs> walking. He's like a mummy. Hey, but but talk about the process psychologically of, of switching from MMA to boxing. How do you how do you do that? Is it is the easy switch? You press a button and you you suddenly disengage your, your wrestling skills and your. It's kind of like. Um, a lot of people don't know. I've been boxing since I was 18. Mm. You know, I just happened to fall in love with MMA at the age of 26. You know, I've been, I, I, I'm not going to tell people I had amateur experience because I didn't believe in an amateur experience. I sparred many, many pro boxers and me transitioned to MMA. Of course I love boxing, but I just fell in love with more MMA. A lot of people don't know, right? They just think, Oh, MMA fighter. I'm a in my in my martial arts background. I'm a boxer slash wrestler. I'm not a kickboxer. I'm not a Muay Thai fighter. You know what I'm saying? I'm not yeah. a Dutch fighter. I'm a boxer wrestler. So whenever I'm training for a fight, I'm not gonna go ahead and spar amateur fighters. I go to professional boxing gyms and I spar. Yeah. I spar taller guys because I'm five seven. Everybody I fight is either 5'11 or 6'1. Mm. They're Tommy's height or taller than Tommy. So when I go to these boxing gyms like Wild Card in Los Angeles, Jack Rabbit in London, you know, King's Gym in Oakland or Lightning Boxing Club in Oakland, I'm having to spar professional fighters well over 15 wins. There's nothing new. Now, when I go to grappling with wrestling, I do that with Antonio McKee, AJ yeah, Joe Davis and Baby Slice and a lot of those guys. But three to four days out the week, I'm sparring at gyms. I do this every single day. This is not so. Oh, I'm just coming here taking a fight. Well, you've you've been around the game then since you're 18, which is a, a decent period of time. What have you made of of this rise in boxing of of Jake Paul and the YouTubers and what they're doing? for the sport because it previously and you know the rough end of the sport in boxing is you have to get a promoter to build you you have to win some favor but these guys are going straight to to big paydays aren't they and it, how, how enjoyable is it to be part of that i mean it's your following it's definitely your it's definitely your following people if you're hot people want to see you know jake i tell people jake is not a youtuber no more mm. he's a professional boxer he's a boxer you know, YouTuber just makes videos and leave it at that. You know, hey, I used to be a stripper. No one's bringing, no one's bringing that up. Oh, you're not a fighter. Uh, I just happened to go into to to MMA. Yeah, you know? but it's a good it's a good platform, isn't it? Because you take away some of the politics of boxing, it gives you an opportunity to rise the ranks without the, exactly. the, the, the those politics. 
Exactly. You get people say, oh, Jake's a boxer. I mean, Jake's a YouTuber. Now he's a boxer. Hell, I was a stripper worse than a YouTuber. Now I'm an MMA fighter. What is the difference between those two? Mm. As long as he's dedicated to his craft and he wants to become whatever he wants to be, he and you dedicate your time to it, do it. Because a lot of these people say, you know, Jake doesn't take it serious. I'm with Jake every single day. For a guy who's been training for three years, his growth is equivalent of a guy who's been training boxing for six years. Because yeah. imagine you being doing it, boxing for three years. You're probably going to go to the gym two, three times a week for an hour, right? Mm -hmm. Jake's been going to the gym three years straight, three times a day, six days a week. So you got to understand the growth is from here to here. The growth so of the learning curve of where he's at. When you're training three days a week and you're writing goals, mini goals, and long long term goals, those become a, those achievements become true. Mm. As long as you're achieving those mini goals and you're breaking those goals, you're going to get better. And he's getting better every time he fights. And he's get so he's got the hours in, is what you're saying. He's done the hours. He's got in. the hours, the repetition. He's doing good. Now I'm not trying to boast him up because I train with him. Look. Everybody knows who I am. I have a lot of credibility in the fight game. I don't lie. I don't make up things when it comes to fighting. Jake has developed himself into a professional boxer. Yeah. Not a fighter, boxer. So he is the more credible candidate in the main event. You feel that he is the big favorite against Tyrone Woodley then? Uh, you know, yeah. I, I tell a lot of people, I, I, don't, I can't see Tyrone getting knocked out. I don't know. I, I don't know where he's at because mm. we never saw Tyron get knocked out since Nate Marquette and Strike Force. And we're talking MMA gloves, <laughs> you know. Um, but I do see Tyron losing by unanimous all eight rounds. I definitely see that coming on. Yeah. And you think Jake Paul, when, when, when is he going to be in the elite ranks of boxing then? How do you feel his trajectory? Where does that go and when? I mean, that's something for Jake to decide. Depends how hard he's working. You know, that's something that, that's an answer for his team to answer. I can't really say because I'm not with him. For, I wasn't with him for the first three years of his career. You know, I just got into it, to the camp with him. Jake, Jake can take Jake as far as he can, as long as Jake is focused. Yeah. And for young boxers, is there a, a template there that people have to start thinking about building that audience and the, free, the freedom that comes with an audience now when you bring that money to the table? Absolutely not. No, because you can be a nobody. You can be a nobody and you and you train hard to, and you keep winning. The crowd is going to come. The glory is going to come. The belts, the girls, the money, all that, the houses, that's going to come. You keep working hard and you keep winning. The public cannot deny you. The only reason why Tommy Fury is even on his car or his name is mentioned because of Tyson. Tyson, without Tyson bringing up his brother's name, who the hell was Tommy? How the fuck did we know he was, excuse my language, how the heck did we know he was on Love Island? Mm. We never even knew Tyson had a brother who was a boxer. Yeah, so celebrity matters. Yeah, Jake doesn't need Tommy. Jake hasn't heard from Tommy till the beginning of this year. You're like, who is this guy? <laughs> Call him my name. Oh, Tyson Fury, brother. Oh, cool. He doesn't need Tommy. He doesn't. Like, who is this guy calling me out? I never even knew you was his brother. 
Now I can see if three years ago, Tommy's like, if Tyson's like, hey, my brother's on the scene, watch him fight. But the fact that he's fighting Tijuana type fighters coming up after he's on a six fight win streak fighting bums, then Tyson wants to promote his name. Okay, okay, little bro. You got you some wins, some knockouts. You look good. Let's go ahead. Don't do that when you're hot. Do it at the beginning. Because if the pressure was on you at the beginning, people would have criticized you making your debut as a boxer fighting a guy 10 wins and 126 losses, and you come from a credibility boxing uh, family. Mm. People criticize you. But the fact that he was never mentioned before in the family history, it was okay for him to fight 10 wins and 126 losses. You come to America, you'll never see a fighter in America fight a guy with that. Yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. And what do you think Tyson Fury, uh, Tommy Fury's mindset is coming into this one then? Does he, does, is he underestimating you? He's, he's, he's not even thinking about me. He, he doesn't even care about me. His whole focus is Jake Paul. I got my two-fight deal. It's like a fly. Swatted away. I'm coming for you, Jake. He doesn't even... I feel like he doesn't even know that he's fighting August 29th. <laughs> I just feel like he's just there to show up and then, all right, Jake, let's pose in the ring together. Yeah. That's how he's looking at it. He calls me fight. I'm the short little Oompa Loompa. He's called. Are you forgetting that Mike Tyson is 5'10", fighting guys 6'7"? Six, yeah. eight, and Tommy is like five inches this much bigger than me. That's not a big difference. No. I'm, I'm sparring Jake, right? Me and Jake are getting good work in. Jake is 6'2". I don't care what people say. He's not 6'1". He's 6'2". Jake is two inches taller than Tommy. And you're telling me, like, if Jake, if I was doing bad in camp, I'm sure Jake wouldn't want me staying in camp because it's like, hey, you're not giving me the work that I need, so why would I keep you here? And I can, I could have called anybody in the world, but I chose to call you, Anthony. Yeah. Because if he's beating me up in camp, that's not going to get him better. No. It, if I if I bring anybody in camp and I'm beating them up, it's not going to help but me improve. Has he wanted you to mimic Tyrone Woodley? Because that's hard to do, isn't it? Because we've never seen Tyrone Woodley box much. It's all been in the MMA case. Well, well, a lot of people don't know. Me and Tyrone Woodley, we come from the, we have the same striking coach, ah. Antonio, Antonio McKee. Oh, AJ's so, dad. Yes, I'm out of that. I'm out of that. Uh, I'm out mm. of body shop. I, Antonio's been training me since I turned pro. I haven't left body shop until um, and Antonio since day one. And he's been so, big. He's been big in your story, hasn't he? I know you've you've talked absolutely, about him. Absolutely, he saved my life. So a lot of the styles that you see Tyron Woodley have, I have the same style. Now I don't know Tyron Woodley. I haven't trained Tyron Woodley. I'm not indebted just because we have the same. We 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 trained with the same coach before. Doesn't mean I'm all buddy buddy to you. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm not guilty by association, hmm. you know? So a lot of people don't know, like me and Tyron are, have a similar style. It's just, he's just taller than me and he just has a better background and, and, and grappling. If it was a strike, most likely, most likely I'll definitely beat him up if he was to play boxing. Yeah, I, you know, I, I'll definitely get beat up in every day, you know? <laughs> I'm not going to lie about that, you know? But, yeah, yeah. You know, there's advantages to this game. I've been striking for a long time. He's been fighting longer than me. But, but you know, I, I have faith in 
and BJ Flores and his team that they're going to get it done for Jake and Jake will execute it and win. Mm. Yeah, what do you expect from Tyron? Because he had a bit of a difficult period, hasn't he? He was on the rise in the UFC and then he had a, a few L's. Do you, do you expect him to come firing back at, the, at 39? Um, yeah. With Tyron, a lot of people is expecting him to knock him out early. Like, this is boxing. You're going eight rounds. You're not, you're not just going to blow your load off trying to knock a person out because if, if you can't do that in the first round you're in trouble because you just used up mm. a lot of power and energy in the first round you're slowly going to decline yeah how do you see how do you see your career then because you've been successful you've been on a winning run in mma do you feel you can do the parallel thing claressa shields is trying to do that with pfl and, and retaining her boxing titles do you see yourself doing something similar like can, can you take up take a phone call and, and one time it's the boxing ring the next time it's the mma cage is it possible to do that well, yeah. I mean, it depends on who you con it depends on how your how exclusive your contract is. You know, does your contract like Bellator? I'm not with Bellator, but Bellator did allow MVP and Cyborg to go into boxing. Why they're not active, you know. Um I've had talks with the UFC. My manager has brought up their names to the UFC. There have been mutual interests, but right now I'm not focused on MMA. Yeah. Uh, if I win this fight, which I know I will, I might not step into the cage probably in another two to three years. Yeah. So I might step boxing. I already have a name for myself. Give, give us a sense of this in significance in terms of finance, what it means to you, because people will say, this is, you know, rightly or wrongly not. They'll underestimate Jake Paul. They'll say it's a celebrity boxing exhibition. But what does this mean to you in terms of, of cash compared to the, the MMA fights, compared to the previous boxing oh, match? Oh, man, I'm a fighter. I, money's not going to dictate how I feel about the fight, but it does help me financially have financial freedom. Mm. You know, you know, money is money. You know, but I do this sport because I'm a glory whore. <laughs> I love the fame. I love the attention. You know, if the money comes, the money comes. But at the end of the day, I'm here to secure my my victory. I'm here to secure my family's wealth and, and long-term success and wealth. You know, because the money, you keep the money's always going to come no matter where you at. And you're going to spoil, you would spoil the party for, for Tommy Fury, wouldn't you? What would that mean for you in terms of, would you be on the next Jake Paul card? Would you ever, would you ever fight Jake? How would that work? I might be on the next Jake Paul card. I might be on the Logan Park Paul card. I might be on the Tyson Fury and, and Deontay Wilder. Maybe Tommy's going to want a rematch or something <laughs> on that card. I might, you know what I'm saying? I might be at the Wembley card uh, yeah. under under Anthony Joshua fighting Tommy. Who knows? I don't know where I will be, but I do know I'm going to win this fight. I'm going to win this fight. And I'm going to tell, and I'm exposing him because he's not a real fighter. A real fighter doesn't fight those type of guys. You're, now, I have nothing but respect for Tommy because he's just in that ring. I don't care who you are. You step in that ring with a professional, with a professional mindset, you are a fighter. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to go here and bad math and say he's a shit person overall because he's not. He's a good fella. He's a good kid. You know, he comes from a good background of, of families who are boxers. You know, Tommy, me, Tyson, his dad, Big John. You know, these guys, these guys are good people. 
You know, I'm not going to sit here and say he's a shit person, his family shit. I'm going to definitely give him his credit where his credit is due. Hey, all those guys he paid off, they, they had the opportunity to knock him out, but they were paid off. How do you see yourself winning? Second round TKO. Dr. Really? Uh, yep. <laughs> you, see, you, could, you could steal the show. Absolutely. I'm going to steal the show. Hey, I'm building this show, this fight up. This is going to be the biggest pay-per-view fight of all time. It can be. It can be. It can be. I, I wouldn't say the most. You know, the most is 4.7 million buys, but it can. That's by Floyd and Pacquiao. Uh, Floyd yeah. and Pacquiao. Second was uh, Floyd and Conor McGregor. Um, and the third one was like 2.2 million buys. That was like Floyd and uh, Oscar De La Hoya. Now, what, what what can definitely happen is Jake can bring in two million buys. Yeah. Tom Cleary and his fan base can definitely bring in one million buys. That brings it up at three million, which places third all, all time. Yeah, and you got an international audience as well because people in the UK will be staying up to to watch it, no doubt. Absolutely, absolutely. And on top of that, when that does happen, once I kick his ass, I'm gonna go on social media and I'm going to like every single body's post who comment who are talking smack to me, all my all my stuff. I, I screenshotted a lot of people saying, if you get out the first round, I'll send you a thousand dollars, mate. Really? I'm screenshot, I screenshotted <laughs> all of them. And I'm I'm about to let them all know that I'm I'm a Donna's Creed. So you, that you read you read the comments. You don't you don't I read those. the comments and I laugh. There's a lot of funny ones, man. <laughs> I'll engage because I'm a funny, I'm a funny character guy. I'm very charismatic. I engage with the fans. I don't care if you're talking smash, your mom sucks. You eat, you eat garbage. I'd be like, thanks. You know, it doesn't bother me. You guys yeah. don't pay my bills. You're not stepping in here, but I'm going to definitely like your comment. So online, you know, online hate's not a problem for you. You don't, it doesn't get in your head. Nah, this is what, how I make my living. This is the reason why I'm here. All because I was talking crap to Jake, <laughs> which was squashed on Twitter. And now you look where I'm at. You know, this is my career. This is what I do. I talk trash. I put myself in those positions. Now you got to be able to perform. I don't, the, the crowd doesn't bother me. The English people who come on my page, you're going to get smoked. It doesn't bother me because they don't know who I am. Yeah. I bet you a thousand dollars that could be could be lucrative for you on the. On oh, the I, absolutely! I'll make more money off the betting than I probably will this fight. <laughs> talking about cash app fifteen hundred. I'm like, okay, cool. Hey, you. I want to before you go. I really appreciate your time, but talk to me about AJ McKee against Patricio Pitbull and what you made of of that performance. Did you see it coming? An emphatic first round submission. Well, me AJ's been AJ in the body shop's been planning this all along. Um, me and Pitbull are the same height. We have the same exact reach, 65.5 inch reach. Okay. We are exactly the same. We fight similar. Um, he's just more, he's just more experienced. And having to train along with AJ, it helped him prepare the, the reach, the distance of where Pitbull is going to be by me fighting him, training with him every day. Like I was far with him twice a day. Mm. And even though, even though we knew. Far twice a day preparing for this fight. We already knew what's up. I've, I've tried all the possibilities I can do, what I can do to try to get in and get better. AJ was one step ahead. I already knew he was going to beat him up in the first round. 
How good could he be, do you think, AJ? At 145, he's the best in the world. Across all, across all the organizations. Across all, he'll probably, he'll probably go down as the greatest 45er in the world. And let me tell you this right now, right? When you look at Max, Volkanov, Connor, Jose Otto, AJ knows how to use his reach. He has knockout power, and he does it in a spectacular fashion. And on top of that, he can out grapple all those top 45ers in the world as he'll he'll definitely submit Connor if they fought on the ground. He'll definitely submit uh, Max Holloway. He'll definitely submit Volkanov. Jose's auto, he'll definitely knock out Jose's auto. Because people are talking about Patricio can definitely be a lot of those fighters. Yeah. You know, AJ comes in here, he's looking to finish. She's looking to choke you out or knock you out. AJ's a wrestler, but he doesn't like to wrestle. He wants to get the finish. And that's why he's so great. He might not have gotten the, the, the popularity and the notice so early, but he does now. And it was the patient. His dad would tell him, come on, son, take your time. Patient. Yeah. You think that will come now with the, the win and the, the social media? That stoppage was so dramatic that it, it's all over social media. Do you think his notoriety will come now and he'll get the recognition he deserves? Or does he need yeah. to move to the UFC? People are old school minds. They say you have to be in the UFC, but maybe that's not the case anymore. No, I mean, look at how Justin Gaethje came in. Look how Ben Asker came in. You don't have to be in the UFC to be the best player. You know, you don't have to. It's like... It's like it's like basketball. You ain't got to be playing in the in college, in American college basketball to be the best player in the draft. You can come from overseas and be the best player in the draft. You know, you know. So a lot of people get get that confused just because yeah, UFC is the gold standard. You don't need to be the best player, the best fighter in the UFC because if John Jones left the UFC and went to Bellator, they're gonna keep talking about John Jones. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the game's changed, just like boxing with Jake Paul and this fight coming right. up. Hey, it's the only reason why UFC is because Dana White's there now. Dana Dana White left the UFC and went and built his own organization. People are gonna say Dana White's organization, where he's at now, is better than the UFC. Dana White can bring the best talent over, sign the best talent, and then be in on top of the UFC. Yeah, it's easy to promote now as well, isn't it? With the powers of the internet, you can get the word out. It's it's not not as hard as it used to be. Absolutely. What you don't want to be, you don't want to be a Fedor or Elimanenko. Great fighter, but don't really talk English. Mm. Don't talk smack. Don't build up the fight. You just go in there and fight, and that's it. Yeah, it's not quite enough. It's not quite enough. People want to see the anticipation of, of the fight. They want to see what's the buildup, what's going on, what you're going to do, how's it going to end. They don't see that. And Conor was the first one to really well, – the first one to really do that game was Tito Ortiz. We all know that. You know, yeah. Tito Ortiz was the first first crap talker in the cage. Then come Chelsea, you know. People people have to care about you, don't they? Either they like you or they dislike you, but they have to care about you in some way. Absolutely. You know, AJ's young. He's twenty six. People expect him to, you know, to be the best in the world now. You know, he's still got time. Look, he wasn't the best pound-for-pound fighter in the world till he was 38 years old. Yeah, yeah. And Floyd Mayweather, he's talking about a fight. AJ would like to take on Floyd in an exhibition match, and that we'll see that if that happens. Yeah, that'd be I awesome. Mean, why not? Why not give the kid a shot on the expedition? It's only expedition doesn't count if Logan Paul 
and everybody else can get, get an expedition fight. Why not? And, and give it to charity. Give some money to have money donated to charity. Yeah. You know, no one, the only time you see uh, Floyd fight champion was Conor McGregor. Yeah. Conor, Conor McGregor don't have that dog like AJ has that dog. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And he's a billionaire, Conor, and, and AJ's got his million, but it's probably the million, the first of, of many to come. Hey, Anthony, really appreciate your time. Good luck coming up at the end of the month in Cleveland. Take it, take it easy. Thank you. Uh, thanks for watching, guys. More MMA content, skysports.com. Thank you, sir. That's fantastic. What a character, Anthony Taylor. Let's see how he gets on against Tommy Fury. Important one for Tommy Fury to prove his credentials off the back of his uh, Love Island performance here in the UK, which in some people's eyes diminished his status as a serious boxer. But it's a fascinating topic, that in terms of talent versus profile in all sports, but individual sports, in particular combat sports, despite you think it's about what you achieve in the cage, in MMA or the ring, in boxing or whatever the arena, the sport you're competing in, taekwondo or judo. But actually, there's so much to do with getting your name out there, getting attention, getting eyeballs, which we can all feel for in most lines of work. Now, there's a lot of pressure to be public, to court attention, because that translates ultimately somewhere down the line into into money and, and advertising revenue, whatever it may be, promotional sponsorship for boxers and MMA fighters. And Anthony Taylor certainly has the uh, the gift of the gap. But for Tommy Fury, his opponent, it will be an interesting test just to prove his credentials, possibly line up that fight against Jake Paul. And what's really surreal is when that becomes your goal, and I'm trying to get at that with Anthony in that interview, is it now about fighting someone with a big profile who can bring a big pay-per-view audience, like a YouTube star who has the currency of millions of followers or is it still about trying to compete for the various governing bodies of world titles in say boxing uh, which is a sport i'm really passionate about but has so many fragmented titles so many governing bodies but also then within a lot of the governing bodies particularly the wba the world boxing association many different titles at each weight interim uh, super champion in recess the list goes on um so is that now the new way of boxing is it becoming more of a free-for-all and about your notoriety as opposed to your talent it's always been a little bit of both but is it skewing now towards notoriety over talent interested to know what you think of that let me know you can uh, email me at hello at drapermedia.co.uk or just write a review on itunes we'll check them out or whatever platform you're listening to appreciate you doing that or just pass it on to a friend if you enjoy it as well that's always strong isn't it word of mouth often i listen to podcasts off the basis of someone who i uh, who i trust and like their uh, reference or, or recommendation well thank you for listening to the podcast thank you to the sponsors bang Olufsen of cheltenham and serene av who are specialists in some of the finest home entertainment brands providing solutions based around high quality customer service and installations check out bno underscore cheltenham on social media the bang Olufsen cheltenham website and for cytoplan again appreciate their association with the podcast too and you can optimize your immunity if you're looking to do so, fill the gap, whatever you're after, any bespoke supplements or a holistic one like the Immune Complete range, then head to cytoplan.co.uk, C-Y-T-O-P-L-A-N.co.uk, and the discount associated with the podcast, which I believe is 30% upfront, 10% thereafter, is Draper10R. So D-R-A-P-E-R, my last name, 
the numerals one zero and the capital letter R. And if you just fancy, if you're intrigued by the concept of Attic Box Audio, which I mentioned at the start of the podcast, which is myself as a national broadcaster interviewing everyday members of the public, commissioned by them to tell their life stories. And we will provide a beautiful transcript of that interview. But it's for me, the power of, of the voice, that audio to transcend in a good quality recording down the generations to, to outlast that person and to be, I guess, still present in people's lives. For for me, I'd love to have my grandfather's voice there that I could, him talking about his life up in the Northeast, moved to London at 14 to become a painter and decorator. It'd be great to hear his life story for my, for my daughter, his great granddaughter, and for all the other cousins that she has as well that would love to hear from him, I'm sure. So anyway, it's an idea, drapermedia.co.uk. Check it out. Let me know what you think, if you have any thoughts, and hopefully speak to you again soon. Thank you for listening to the podcast, guys. Goodbye for now.